Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. IRS whistleblower blows the doors off the Biden crime family forever. Oh, there's a submarine lost at the bottom of the ocean. I wonder why the U.S. Navy and the Biden regime allowed that lie to perpetrate and penetrate and suck up all of the oxygen, for lack of a better metaphor, all week long. We now know the truth. My God, I'm upset about it this morning, but I'm also relieved, ladies and gentlemen, because we have an opportunity to show you what's really happening. This is one hell of a show, and Jack Posobiec joins us soon. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. You gotta stay up. You gotta stay up to breaking news and breaking content. You have to be connected, ladies and gentlemen, now more than ever. We are living in trying times. We are living in times that really change the world that we are going to be giving to our children and our grandchildren. And so you got to stay informed. Please use Patriot Mobile when you are on your cell phone devices. Please use Patriot Mobile because they are a connection company that keeps Patriots connected. They're the only conservative Christian wireless company in the country. They're the most dependable service I've ever had. We were traveling this week. I got to leave right after the show to go back up to DC. We're going to be on Tim Pool's show tonight. We're going to talk to the Faith and Freedom Coalition tomorrow in Washington, DC. I'm going to take my phone and I'm going to take it out in the middle of West Virginia where Tim Pool does his show. And I'm going to have great service, ladies and gentlemen. I took it to the uh, to Philadelphia this week. I have great service all over the country, including in very rural spots. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ask about their coverage. Guarantee. While you're there, there was a guarantee that you and I both had. That we would understand who the big guy was. I want to start with this. Okay? I want to start with this. Because there's been so much news breaking over the past 24 hours that it's really damn near impossible to synthesize all of it into a show for you. But we're going to do our best here. So we got to get going. we got a lot of wood to chop. Who's the big guy? Who's the big guy? That's been a question that everyone's been asking for a very long time. Tucker Carlson asked it on the eve of the 2020 election when the scandal of Joe Biden and his business associates burst forth first with onto the scene with a man named Tony Bobulinski, who was the business manager for Joe Biden. Why has his name disappeared from the news cycle? Tony Bobulinski gave all of his devices over to the feds and said, on these devices, you will find all of the criminal engagements of the Biden family. Tony Bobulinski spoke exclusively to Tucker Carlson about 60 days before the election in 2020 and said, the big guy is Joe Biden. Watch. I didn't generate that email. James Gilliard generated that email. And in that email, James Gilliard goes through intimate detail of what each individual's requests were from a compensation perspective and how the equity in the enterprise would be divvied up. Very important. May 13th, that email was generated by somebody else to me. In that email, there's a statement where they go through the equity. Jim Biden's referenced as, you know, 10% doesn't say Biden, it says Jim. And then it has 10% for the big guy held by H. I 1000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. Um, it's That's crystal clear to me because I lived it. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. And I had been meeting and talking with Hunter Biden and and, uh, Jim Biden and Rob Walker and James Gilly. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that clip 
was broadcast nearly four years ago, before the election. The guy who orchestrated and created Joe Biden's business enterprise is saying that Joe Biden is directly involved in this business enterprise, obviously. Hunter Biden is holding his stakes in these massive Chinese deals and massive Chinese companies because Joe Biden's the guy directing all of it behind the scenes. He's the muscle. Joe Biden's been in public service. He's been the vice president. He knows a lot of people, has a lot of levers to pull in government. And so now you got to know that Joe Biden is the person orchestrating these dirty business deals. Joe Biden is compromised. Tony Bobulinski stepped forward, putting his life at risk and told us this. Now, yesterday, and a whistleblower comes forward and reveals in their testimony to the House Ways and Means Committee that not only did we all know that, the federal government knew that, that the prosecutors in Delaware knew that, and that, ladies and gentlemen, they were not interested in finding out who that was. In fact, they were interested in actually protecting the big guy. We now know this based on sworn testimony of the FBI whistleblower. What? Look at this. Look at this incredible, incredible piece of material from the testimony. We're just going to knock down a couple of verifiable lies to show you who should be impeached and where we need to go next. You're going to be scandalized by this show. You're going to be blown away by what we found out about the Biden family yesterday, about why they needed to saturate the news cycle and suck up all the oxygen, for lack of a better metaphor. With this sub story, we think we know. Read with me, ladies and gentlemen. On December 3rd, 2020, we had around a 12-hour meeting with the United States Attorney General's office in Delaware. This is, of course, after the election. December 3rd, 2020. United States Attorney Weiss came in at the beginning of the meeting. He congratulated the team on keeping the investigation a secret. Nothing really scandalous there. Weiss was in and out for the rest of the meeting. But it went downhill from there. We shared with the prosecutors our outline to interview Hunter Biden's associate, Rob Walker. Among other things, we wanted to question Walker about an email that said 10 held for the big guy. We had obvious questions like, who was H? Is this Hunter? And who was the big guy who had a percentage of the company held in association with the Chinese business deal? But the U.S. assistant attorney, Wolf, a... Democrat super donor, this is the attorney Wolf, you're going to find this name a lot inside of these whistleblower documents, interjected and said she did not want us to ask about the big guy and stated that she did not want to ask questions about dad. When multiple people in the room spoke up and object, objected and said we have to ask about Joe Biden, this is his son, she responded there's no specific criminality to that line of questioning. Do you want to see how it happens? There it is. It's as close as you can ever get to how the sausage is made to cover up for Joe Biden. Reading to you directly from the whistleblower testimony. The U.S. attorney, Wolf, said you are not allowed to ask about the big guy. You're not allowed to ask who that is. You're not allowed to ask about dad. Direct involvement. Direct cover-up for Joe Biden, a protection racket. We have more, ladies and gentlemen. Lying to Congress, of course, is something that will
get you locked up in prison, get you a big massive fine. That's why you're sworn in before Congress, especially if you're America's top law enforcement official. Merrick Garland, who's in charge, the top law enforcement official in the country, went before Congress, was sworn in and swore to Chuck Grassley that he would not touch anything inside of the Joe Biden prosecution and Hunter Biden prosecution, and he would let it all play out, and that David Weiss had every opportunity to charge anything he wanted, anywhere he wanted. This was totally independent. Watch. Under yeah. Biden investigation, as I said, even in my own nomination uh, um, confirmation hearing, is being run by and supervised by the United States Attorney for the District of Delaware. He is in charge of that investigation. There will not be interference of any uh, uh, political or improper kind. I have pledged not to interfere uh, with that investigation, and I uh, have carried through on my pledge. I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation and that he be able to run it. And if he uh, needs to bring it in another jurisdiction, he will have full authority to do that. Will he have full authority to do that? Oh, really? They're talking about David Weiss, of course. The prosecutor, the district attorney there for the federal government in the District of Delaware. Did he? Is this just a verifiable lie? It's just so easy. It's easier for us to just knock down the lies, one after another here. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. David Weiss wanted to bring charges against Hunter Biden, felonies in California and in the District of Washington, D.C., you could argue whether that would be smart. Those jury pools, those jury pools would be tough to get convictions in, but those were where the crimes were committed. What were those charges? You heard earlier this week that Hunter Biden pled guilty to not paying taxes on a million bucks. No, those charges were for not paying taxes on $8.4 million. That would mean millions of dollars in taxes, a tax liability of around four million bucks. Hunter Biden laundered that money through strip clubs and sex clubs and prostitutes, writing off prostitution as a business expense. David Weiss, of course, found that to be criminal, but he was shut down by Merrick Garland personally from bringing those charges in the state of California. After that, David Weiss, who isn't any angel here, said, well, then why not just put it into play a place a special counsel? Then you can just take yourself out of the decision-making and let a special counsel do the work. That's what I want. I'll be your special counsel looking into this. And Merrick Garland shut him down again. Lied to Congress again. Representative Jason Smith from Missouri, who's in charge of the Ways and Means Committee, has been coming forward with these bombshell revelations. Here he is, directly implicating Merrick Garland in the direct kneecapping of this investigation when he swore he wouldn't touch it before the Senate. The argument to impeach Merrick Garland is now cut and dry. Ladies and gentlemen, watch. Few Americans qualify for such soft glove treatment from federal investigators. Testimony shows that U.S. Attorney of Delaware David Weiss tried to bring charges in the District of Columbia around March of 2022 and was denied. 
Why sought special counsel status from the DOJ in the spring of 2022 and was once again denied? Why sought to bring charges in the Central District of California in the fall of 2022 and had that request denied in January of 2023? Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The absolute verifiable proof that the entire instruments of our government, law enforcement, federal protection, total and complete agency devolved into a effective phalanx Gestapo in order to hide, obscure, and to dissolve any accountability for the Biden crime family. They lied directly to Congress. They lied to you. They lied to their constitution. They lied to their God. If they have one. They said that they would uphold the law. And what they did was they warped, mutilated and raped the law in order to protect the person at the very top, Joe Biden, from whom the power actually emanates inside of this oligarchy. Ladies and gentlemen, reading to you from The Federalist. IRS whistleblower docs show the DOJ obstructed Hunter Biden probe to protect the president. A couple of quick takeaways here. The U.S. Department of Justice choked an IRS investigation and charging recommendations for Hunter Biden because it didn't want to damage his father Joe Biden's presidential chances, a whistleblower says in documents released today. The IRS whistleblower testimonies made available by a House Ways and Means Committee shows that Hunter should have been charged with massive tax felonies and misdemeanors for evading taxes on millions of dollars of income, but was ultimately given a sweetheart deal by the DOJ to protect his father. These payments are just a fraction of the total, but they provide insight into a world of wealth and influence that no ordinary American would recognize. And the plea deal did Mr. Biden, and what plea deal did Mr. Biden receive? A slap on the wrist for charges that have put other Americans behind bars. As I said, the federal government is not treating all taxpayers equally, committee chairman Jason Smith said in a press conference on Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a carefully, carefully orchestrated protection racket that was created in order to create the illusion that Hunter Biden was being charged with something when they were actually letting him off in the crime of the century. And more importantly, letting off the only person that really matters here, which is his father. Nobody cares about the dumbass kid who's addicted to drugs who's addicted to coke, who's addicted to prostitutes. Nobody cares about Hunter. He was just a bag man for the person who's really in charge. And now we know who was really in charge, ladies and gentlemen. We have the hard evidence of a text message from Hunter Biden to a Chinese affiliate with direct connection to the Chinese party. That text message shows that Joe Biden was in the room. Watch. 
IRS Supervisory Special Agent Gary Shapley told congressional staff he saw a 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a Chinese businessman writing, I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. President Biden has repeatedly denied discussing any business deals with his son. Shapley came forward publicly last month. There was multiple steps that were were slow walked at the uh, direction of of the Department of Justice. I'm sitting here with my father. I want to understand why we haven't been paid yet. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, his dad, Joe Biden, and every person Joe Biden knows, my ability to hold a grudge forever, following my direction, I am sitting here waiting on the call with my father, with my father. This is the direct smoking gun evidence that Joe Biden himself was in the room, physically in the room during an extortion scheme with the communist Chinese being used as leverage to get paid. You better pay me. Otherwise, my dad will use all of his power and daddy will come after you. Joe was in the room. Take it away, Mr. Chairman. Whistleblowers say reoccurring unjustified delays pervaded the investigation, including an authentic authenticating a WhatsApp message in which Hunter Biden demands payment from Chinese officials, noting that his father is in the room. The whistleblowers revealed IRS investigators were told by U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf that because the evidence would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden, quote, there is no way close quotes, a search warrant for evidence would ever get approved. IRS whistleblowers told this committee that crucial information about the investigation was divulged to Hunter Biden's attorneys. For example, even an investigator, investigators had probable cause to search a Northern Virginia storage unit in which Hunter Biden had stored files. Attorneys for Biden were made aware prior to any search providing them valuable time to remove any materials that could be useful evidence. They took the information that the IRS was gathering on the Bidens, and then they shopped it to the Bidens. They gave it to them so that they could delete the evidence. They tipped them off to raids on their house, fact-finding searches by the IRS lawful searches by the IRS to go get information from Hunter Biden, who was at the time living inside of the guest house at Joe Biden's, one of Joe Biden's beach houses. How does Joe Biden have so many beach houses? I thought he was a public servant his entire life. Joe Biden hasn't ever had a job in the private sector. How do you get so many public, I mean, how do you get so many beach houses? What a question. We know that Hunter Biden was there at the time. We have photos of Hunter Biden at Joe Biden's house. The message that was sent to the Chinese commissar threatening him was sent on July 30th, 2017. 
The commissar's name is Henry Zhao. He was working with the Chinese energy conglomerate that the Bidens were trying to create in order to siphon American energy to China. This is what they were trying to create, the largest LNG port in the world in order to get China, sell American oil to China. The photograph of Hunter Biden with, I don't know, two young ladies. I don't actually know who those women are. You can assume. Shows him sitting in his father's Corvette. Well, well, well. The day that he sent the threatening text message. So Hunter Biden was in his dad's Corvette at his dad's house. Colonel Mustard with the wrench inside the library. It's not hard to see what's going on here. And this is why we've been covering this story nonstop. Oh, Benny. Oh, God. Another story on the Bidens and their corruption. Yes. I see the comments. Well, nothing will ever happen. Well, you know what? Nothing will ever happen if conservative media and truth tellers don't get on message with this. We're going to cover in a moment the psyop of the sub, the psyop of a Titanic sub, because this story is the actual Titanic this week. This story is the story of bodies buried at the bottom of the ocean. This is the actual story that should be rocketing around the planet right now. If conservatives had the balls to actually get on message and talk about the Biden criminality day after day, show after show, then maybe we wouldn't have these problems. Libs manufactured crimes against Donald Trump and they covered it wall to wall, so much so that the echoing and the screaming was so loud, the noise was so loud that most suburban moms just said they'd vote against Trump just to get the noise to stop. That, among many other things, is what happened in 2020. They were just sick of hearing so much about Donald Trump. We don't use that tactic, and we should. I'm in control of this show. We don't have, we, we don't answer to some corporation. Fox News can't come through and fire me like they did to Tucker. So we can cover what we want. And this is important, ladies and gentlemen. Not just important. Th this is the destiny of America we're talking about. Like our rendezvous with destiny happens now. What kind of country are we? Are we this immoral that we'll allow this man, the guy who looked down the barrel of the Fox News cameras at the Iowa State Fair, when he was like running fifth and he, he came in fifth in the Iowa caucuses, a guy who stood no chance at becoming president, a man who was already past his prime, but who the regime had decided to run as a corpse, as a Muppet to control him. He was irredeemably corrupted. Everybody knew this. The Obama administration knew this. Half the whistleblowers against Joe Biden are from the Obama administration. And they ran this guy and he looked down the barrel of the camera and he said, I have nothing to do with my son's business. Please remember. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. And so how do you know? How do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader? If that's what happened, that appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. 
Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the of presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Ask the right questions, Joe Biden barks at the single reporter, Peter Ducey, who had the testicular fortitude to stick a camera inside of Joe Biden's face and say, do you know anything about your kids' business dealings? Because, well, we have text messages now of you sitting next to Hunter Biden extorting the communist Chinese to pay you. What's interesting about this whistleblower testimony, which you must read, is that they make it very clear that the Bidens never planned on running for office again. They didn't plan on ever running again. So this was Joe Biden's way to effectively try and create a fortune for his family before he died. That's what this was all about. He was talked out of running against Hillary Clinton in a primary in 2016. Hillary Clinton uh, got her clock cleaned by Donald Trump, you and me. Then they worked as hard as they could to steal our voice and vote away from us. And then Joe Biden was dusted off and dragged out because the best other thing they had to beat Donald Trump was Bernie Sanders. And all the internal polls said that ain't going to happen no matter what we do. No matter how many viruses we create in China. And so they had to they had to drag Joe Biden out of closet. And that closet was filled with skeletons. Listen to the uh, conversation last night from Jason Smith uh, about these messages and revealing what they really show about the Biden crime family. Go. To our attention by the IRS whistleblowers is that, in fact, there was a documented a message on Hunter Hunter Biden's WhatsApp account that went to a, a Chinese business partner, like what you said, Sean, and it was pretty much demanding for that that business partner to contact him in regards to a future payment. And he highlighted that he is sitting right next to his father waiting for his response. And that absolutely contradicts what President Biden has said on numerous occasions that he knows nothing about his son, Hunter Biden's business dealings. There's more allegations. There's more bombshells. They all have to do with cash. They all have to do with the abuse of the system. They all have to do with the abuse of our federal currency because, well, people like Joe Biden run our federal currency. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the further bombshells inside of this whistleblower's testimony, please consider the fact that people like Joe Biden, his ilk, his family, uh, they are in charge of our fiat dollar. And maybe, just maybe, as the banks collapse, the stock market goes south, now is the time to diversify just a little bit. That's what I do with my family's personal finances, and I use Allegiance Gold. They're the people that I trust in order to diversify my family's savings into something of real value, gold. Gold and silver, precious metals. Allegiance Gold, they can protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or you can get it delivered to your door. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com. Protectwithbenny.com today. Don't let Joe Biden play Monopoly with your money. What is happening now? 
is a demoralization. That's the goal. The goal of this is demoralization. The goal of this is to prove to you that they can do anything, to prove to dictators around the world that they are the regime in control and in charge. You must understand, you see, uh, it, this is really terrifying for those who are supposedly in power to lose that power. So what happened as soon as Donald Trump won? All of the donations to the Clinton Foundation dried up because all the Saudis and Chinese and Indian and Pakistani businessmen, they realized that Hillary Clinton, the Democrat Party wasn't actually in control. The deep state wasn't actually in control. They hadn't sufficiently rigged the system enough to guarantee permanent control of a system. That scared the hell out of the corrupt investors around the globe trying to buy out our government. And so they said, hold up. Something ain't right. Everybody paused for a second and said, wait a second, you people like actually you, you are not popular in your own country. You're bums that are going to be thrown out. They couldn't allow that to happen again. They must exert total and complete control, break every law, insult, demean and denigrate you. And that's what happened at the White House last night. On the day that all of this broke, the White House hosted a fancy pants party with the prime minister of India. And guess who was there? Hunter Biden was welcome to the White House, along with, of course, uh, Joe Biden's brother, Jim, who's also under criminal investigation. Here's Hunter Biden rubbing elbows with the elites at the White House. Every other, every, in every other time in American history, uh, these kind of people would be disgraced. They would have the, the good, the, the good sense to just stay out of the public limelight. They're forcing the Bidens upon us. This is a humiliation effort. This is a control operation. This is an apparatus that is not interested in ever prosecuting their own. This is a control operation to keep you demoralized. Is it going to work? Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Comer, who is in charge of a enormous amount of power in the government weaponization and oversight committee, was on TV last night talking about these bombshells inside of this whistleblower testimony. He was saying that this is obvious and egregious that the Department of Justice has now interfered and obstructed justice, lied to Congress, hid the Biden crimes struck a deal that no other American on earth would have ever gotten if your last name wasn't Biden and if you didn't suffer from the greatest privilege of all, being a protected class inside of our super state, a arena that is above law itself. James Comer, take it away. Well, the Justice Department simply has turned a blind eye to Hunter Biden. They were told to stand down. Uh, that's what our FBI whistleblower told us uh, when we learned of the discovery of the 1023 form that alleged Joe Biden took a bribery from the most trusted, highest paid FBI informant. Uh, they were told to stand down when we brought in the the general counsel for the National Archives, uh, when they were trying to uh, write a story on their on their website about Joe Biden mishandling classified documents, they were told by the Department of Justice to stand down. And now what we've heard today with the IRS whistleblower, uh, when they were uh, obvious looking at the obvious tax violations by the Biden family, they were told to stand down. So this is a pattern that the Department of Justice has interfered and given preferential treatment to the Biden criminal activities.
So there are numerous bombshells here. It, 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 it's hard to actually get through all of them in a single show. The FBI was aware of the laptop in 2019 and had confirmed that the laptop was real in 2019. They did this through the Apple ID of Hunter Biden. And then the FBI went on to pressure social media companies into censoring that information. Even though they had verified it was real. The FBI knew all along. The district attorney was not allowed to bring charges against Hunter Biden. Live from Merrick Garland. The U.S. prosecutor refused to allow the IRS to ask questions about who the big guy was or even say the word dad. They then went on to tip off the Bidens to a raid of their home. The federal government ended up charging Hunter Biden with $1 million in tax liability instead of $8 million in tax liability. Hunter Biden is broke. He laundered all of this money through strip clubs, sex clubs, prostitutes, and drugs. Hunter Biden has no money left. If you were to charge him with the actual tax bill plus interest, it would, of course, bankrupt the entire family. Can't do that. Hunter Biden, of course, is guilty of being a foreign agent. We now know this. You can see it along with his father. That's not even including what we know about the Bidens in Ukraine. And more importantly, the FD-1023 document was withheld from the IRS. The FBI refused to give them the Biden bribery evidence that existed about Ukraine. That would have been helpful to an IRS investigator. When this whistleblower came forward to talk about these discrepancies, he was taken off the case. That's, of course, not supposed to happen. That's retaliation against a whistleblower. And the IRS was not allowed to look into the 600 different federal felonies that exist on the laptop. The laptop wasn't even opened. Here's the Ways and Means Committee transcript. I want you to see it. I want you to look at it. I want you to know that it exists. It's available. You can read it for yourself. We encourage you to do so. Some of the best reporters on the internet have gone through and really plucked out some of the more important takeaways here. Joe Biden was in the room. That is what I think is most important. Alan Dershowitz, somebody who's been on the show, friend of the show, the most prominent and well-respected defense attorney in arguably in American history, is saying, guys, this is just impeachable. That's what this is. This is the kind of – it's impeachable not just for Merrick Garland. It's impeachable for Joe Biden. This is big stuff from Dershowitz who's like a lifelong Democrat, Hillary Clinton supporter. Watch. Uh, you hear this? What do you hear? Well, first, let's talk about uh, if the evidence that has been produced so far against Joe Biden is true, and I don't know that it's true. I hope it's not true. I voted for him. But if it's true, if he was sitting there while his son said, you know, basically send me the money or else there'll be consequences, that would be an impeachable offense. That would be the crime of bribery. The Constitution goes through and details what crimes are available to the Congress in order to prosecute a president. Bribery is at the very top. 
Uh, this looks like bribery to me. This looks like bribery to me. I just detailed. We only, you know, we only have an hour-long show here. I guess we can go long. Jack Posoba is going to join us in just a moment. And we're going to go long on a topic that I think is quite interesting, which is the submarine. The lost submarine has a very curious story behind it that we are starting to learn right now. And it's very curious in its timing. Because, of course, our federal government and those in charge of our intel communities, they have uh, obviously access to these con members of Congress phone. They have access to this whistleblower. They know that this whistleblower is giving this testimony. They know this is going to drop this week. But there's only so much oxygen in the news cycle. And you see, we can't have text messages like these getting out. Because bribery is an impeachable offense. And here is evidence of bribery right here. There you go. My dad's in the room with me. I mean, this is just one of many things we got to cover. It's so hard because there's so much. This is such a meaty whistleblower testimony. And we're going to be covering it all next week. So get ready. We got so much wood to chop on this thing. We barely even scratched the surface. But we decided to go with the verifiable lies this morning and these text messages. The hard evidence, the photographs, the messages, and the lies on tape. Merrick Garland saying he wouldn't interfere. What other lies are on tape? What other lies did our government know about that they've been hiding from us? How about this uh, piece of information that we found out last night? That the United States Navy knew that the submarine had blown up underwater, imploded would be the right word for it, underwater because it was a carbon fiber hull because it wasn't made correctly. Obviously, everyone's seen this ding dong guy, you know, talking about his submarine, talking about how his sub... You know, he's cut all the corners in the world and he has a, a Logitech Sony PlayStation controller to guide the thing. Who would get into this submarine? I don't know. But here's what I do know. The Navy knew that these guys were toast on Sunday. As soon as their little beacon went dark, they heard the explosion. They have sensory monitors. You can hear you can hear echo monitors underneath the ocean. There's an entire vast system. Some are set up for research. Some are set up for intelligence gathering operations. Our United States military knew that this sub had gone bye bye on Sunday. So wait a second. Why the extended search for this sub? Why would they drag it out all the way through to yesterday afternoon? which is when they finally allowed the information to break that they had found the particles of the sub sitting at the bottom of the ocean, obviously. And they'd been there for a very long time. Why indeed? Ladies and gentlemen, news break, watch. Loved ones are now speaking out about the five explorers who lost their lives in that tragedy, with some of them questioning why it took the company so long to alert authorities that the sub was lost in the first place. Marianne Rafferty has the very latest. Marianne, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Carly and Ashley. A senior Navy official revealing that implosion was detected using a top-secret acoustic system on Sunday. Quote, the U.S. Navy detected an anomaly consistent with an implosion or explosion in the general vicinity of where the Titan submersible was operating when communications were lost. While not definitive, this information was immediately shared with the incident commander to assist with the ongoing search and rescue mission. But for three days, the world waited for any sign of the vessel and its five crew members. Then yesterday, the day oxygen would run out, searchers found a debris field. Wait, they heard the explosion, but the Navy said nothing? 
Well, that doesn't that doesn't make no sense. I, I thought, and I read articles, including a Rolling Stone article, including a Rolling Stone article that the U.S. military had picked up tapping at the bottom of the ocean, giving all of us hopium, copium, that these people would be uh, 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 miraculously pulled up from the bottom of the sea. For the last, and this is just a dark thing to understand about our sad news cycles that we go through here. We have the uh, we have the attention span of a gnat in, in in our current modern news cycle. And to keep a story going, you have to keep people's attention. Bread and circuses is what the Roman Senate would call it. Keep people distracted. You got to keep the circus going. This sub story was a circus. This was a you had been lied to for days, five days to be exact. You had the federal government lying to you, telling you that this thing could be found, that these people were maybe trapped. Maybe they were stuck on a little reef. Maybe they had just like a little, you know, they had a little snag or hitch in their giddy up. In fact, the government went as far as to plant stories like this from Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone published two days ago that searchers heard banging from the bottom of the ocean. Tap, 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 tap. Please help us. This story went thermonuclear. It went everywhere. Oh, we're hearing that. Where did this come from? The Department of Homeland Security. The Department of Homeland Security leaked this to the Rolling Stone. Oh, Rolling Stone, how far you have fallen. You used to be a hardcore punk rock news site that stood against the establishment. Now you are establishment shills. Now you are full and total capture of the super state. You scum. I hope you can't sleep at night. These people published this clear and obvious psyop in order to give you hope that they would be pulling up this submersible and that five people would emerge and they'd all be rescued and it'd be amazing. And you'd be able to see it, you know, from the helicopter hovering above the miraculous rescue. This wasn't true. This was a lie. The U.S. government knew it was a lie, but also independent experts knew it was a lie. Now, they announced yesterday that they'd found all the little particles of the uh, submersible at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, so sad. We just found them. The U.S. Coast Guard refused to send our the most sophisticated search and rescue uh, uh, submersibles that we own called the Magellan submersibles. They refused to send it. They refused to go out and look. Why? Because they knew. They knew these people were already gone. And while that is a tragedy and while this company should be sued into the surface of the sun, it doesn't stop from us asking the question, why they not tell us? Why not just come forward with it? We heard a massive explosion underwater and these people are gone. Better yet, we dispatched our Magellan submersible to the area and sure enough, here's the little particulates. R.I.P. to their next of kin. So obvious was this to those who even uh, have a remote tertiary understanding of undersea underwater exploration that they all knew about it too. The U S Navy 
and private operators knew that this explosion had happened and that these people were, were goners. One of the experts who has just come forward to say that they, they knew about it instantly that these people were gone was James Cameron of all people, the guy who made Titanic. This guy, uh, James Cameron says that he's been on the Titanic longer than the ship's captain. He's done 33 trips to the Titanic, obviously made a billion dollar grossing movie about it. There is no greater expert on exploring the Titanic than James Cameron. Listen to this shocking interview that just dropped of James Cameron saying, hey, guys, we knew this all along. You've been tricked. This has been an excruciating psyop to keep you distracted and distracted from what exactly? I'll let you watch and decide. James Cameron, take it away. Ocean Gate shouldn't have been doing what it was doing. I think that's pretty clear. I wish I had been more vocal about that, but I think I was unaware that they weren't certified uh, because I wasn't really studying it. I wasn't really interested. Stockton Rush asked me if I wanted to go out there and dive this season. You know, I wasn't interested. There was a lot of concern about this outfit and this sub. A lot of concern, even to the extent that I wasn't involved in it because I was making Avatar 2 at the time, but a lot of them got together and wrote a letter to, uh, to OceanGate and said, you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible. And it could lead to catastrophe. Monday morning when I first found out about the incident, got on a whole bunch of calls and emails. It's a small community. Within an hour and a half, I had the following information. They were on descent. They were at 3,500 feet. They lost comms and tracking. The last one being the critical one, because the, the transponder that's used to track a sub during descent and on the bottom is a fully autonomous system. It's in its own pressure housing and it has its own battery power. So for them to lose comms and tracking at the same time, sub was gone. There was no question in my mind. I, for days, I, I tried to run other scenarios that could account for it. I could come up with nothing. Um, so the next thing I did was contacted a few more people and, uh, managed to track down, uh, you know, there are acoustic networks around some are research, some are, some are intelligence. Um, we got confirmation within an hour that there had been a loud bang at the same time that the sub was, that comms were lost, a loud bang on the hydrophones, loss of transducer or transponder loss of comms. I knew what happened. Sub imploded. I, I sent emails to everybody I know. I said, we've lost some friends. The sub has imploded. It's on the bottom in pieces right now. I sent that out Monday morning. I never believed in that. I sent it out Monday morning. Wait, hold up. What? James Cameron knew about this? The film director? The, the Hollywood guy? arguably like a rich and powerful guy, but what? He could just pick up the phone? You've been lied to all week? Every single site, every single news site that we go to all week has been choked out with news about the sub. They, there has not been barely any space to hear about Hunter Biden's plea deal, to hear about the whistleblower from the IRS, to hear about Joe Biden directly being implicated inside of a criminal Chinese bribery scheme. Like in, in like he, they wrote it down. 
No room for that because the reality is with bread and circuses, you got to keep the circus going. And the, the attention span of an American is very short. And news cycles go very fast. Monday morning, James Cameron knew about it. But on Tuesday, DHS was shopping a story to Rolling Stone. How did Rolling Stone, who exactly leaked this information to Rolling Stone? Put it back up. They were shopping a story. So James Cameron knew that this thing had immolated on the, the ocean floor. But on Tuesday, your government was telling you there's a tapping sound coming from the bottom of the ocean. My God. And to this very day, to this very morning, we look, of course, we go through all of our favorite news sites in the morning. To this very morning, the only thing we can find on all of our favorite news sites, and this is not against them, they're businesses. They got to run what clicks, is stories about the submarine, nothing about the Bidens. What a successful mop-up operation. You've been psyoped. You've been psyoped. Okay? Now, you didn't see us cover it on this show. You won't. You wouldn't see us cover it on this show. This is my first time talking about it live on our show. Because I knew this, man. I knew it. I can spot this stuff from a mile away, ladies and gentlemen. And maybe that's because we're caffeinated in the morning. Maybe it's because we know, because we get up fresh in the morning, and then I'm pumping my body full of that fresh, delicious caffeine that comes directly from Blackout Coffee. Maybe that's how I can spot a psyop from space. Blackout Coffee is the coffee that I drink. Blackout Coffee is the best coffee in America. It's not woke. It's made by patriots, made by Floridians, made by Americans and veterans right here in the United States of America. It's what fills my cup every morning. Today it is a uh, today it is a iced coffee, and I'm chugging it during the show because on weeks like this we got to stay energized, and we're never gonna we're never gonna win if we don't have the energy to actually fight. Ladies and gentlemen, blackoutcoffee.com/benny. Use the coupon code Benny and get twenty percent off your first order. Stop giving. Your money to woke corporations who hate you. And coffee companies, ah, some of the worst, man. Yikes. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Stay true to your values. 20% off. Somebody you can also spot a PSYOP from space. Somebody who has a keen eye for things like this. And somebody who's actually served in our country's Navy. Joins the program now to illuminate for us what actually happened the bottom of the ocean here and who perhaps should be at the bottom of the ocean the great jack posobic joins us now i'm not saying you're a member of the biden family jack you wouldn't like actually put people in cement shoes throw them in the bottom of the ocean but there are people who lie to us professionally uh who deserve probably worse fates than they're getting and you believe you have been skeptical of this story last night. You got community noted on Twitter uh, when you said, wait a sec, the government knew about this. Interestingly, the community note didn't say that you were wrong. No. Uh, it just says that no one knows. Right. So, so that's exactly right, Benny. So we got this community note after posting up. So we're doing, and, and Charlie and I are doing this thought crime show uh, on Thursday. So I see the Wall Street Journal article after comes out with this explosive headline, United States Navy detected the the catastrophic event, right? The it was implosion, not an explosion, but, you know, same idea in terms of acoustics that uh, I know from my experience in the Navy, I know from my experience as a Navy officer, 
that the United States Navy has had assets for 45, 50 years in that part of the ocean. Why? To detect submarines. They are early warning sonar arrays. Uh, Some of the earliest um, examples of this were called the Sosis Array. Um, I mean, there's like Tom Clancy novels about this, obviously, where it's a very well-known, very uh, famous system that the United States implemented in the Cold War to detect at the time Soviet submarines that we were worried about coming into our waters. So to me, when I first heard about this story, kind of putting on my cap, right, as as having been in the Navy and 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 like have been on a submarine, have sat in the sonar room of the United States Navy submarine, ballistic missile submarine, um, have and I'm I'm not saying I'm like a submarine expert or anything, but I've I've done some sub stuff, put it that way. And one of the first thoughts I had when looking at this story was, well, if they didn't pick up any sound on the array, then that to me said that they were more than likely stuck. Because the first thing I thought of was, well, they would have picked up the sound on the array if this thing had actually gone under, if it had been destroyed in a catastrophic event. The Navy would have known that within uh, the first seconds of checking the actual system. And then, of course, and we were told three days ago, we were told three days ago by Admiral Jack Kirby in the White House, Benny, and I've got it right here. He said, President Biden is watching events closely surrounding the missing submarine. He pointed to ongoing search efforts by the U.S. Coast Guard, Canadian officials, other agencies, said the U.S. Navy is on standby should they be needed because they have deep water capabilities that the Coast Guard wouldn't necessarily have. At no point in any of that, he said, did he mention anything about this uh, this sonar detection? And then he also added, All of us, including the president, express our thoughts to the crew on board, as well as no doubt the worried family members back on shore. Now, Benny, people have said to me, well, wait a minute, this was classified information. Certainly we have to keep classified information safe, et cetera, et cetera. All right, it it cut the crap. We all know that the sonar arrays there. There's like a Wikipedia page about it. Anyone can go and look at this. So the very first thing that they would have come to the president with his morning briefing would have been, you know, on, on Sunday or you know later in the day on Sunday. Sir, there's a there's a mini sub that went down just for your information. Um, there's a lot of headlines about this. Um, do we pick it up on sonar? Yes, we did. We picked up the catastrophic explosion. And then the question is, okay, do we go public with it? Do we put this out? Do we let people do we let people know that we heard something, but we're not even with if it's without 100 percent certainty that there was this catastrophic detection, because you could certainly still have the search and rescue. Obviously, no one's saying they should have called that off. But at the same time, uh, going back to what you just said, Rolling Stone was tipped off by internal reports from the Department of Homeland Security. Yes. About the tapping. And this is key. This wasn't a media narrative. This was a government-backed narrative. What's the connection there, just so people know? When the Department of Homeland Security was stood up after 9-11, one of the components, or a number of the components, I should say, of pre-existing agencies within the government were folded into the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, Famously, the Secret Service, uh, ICE, it was INS at the time, um, so ICE went into the Homeland Security, and another one of those was actually the United States Coast Guard. So the Coast Guard, even though it's considered a branch of the military, actually for accounting purposes and command and control, 
it, it actually falls under the Department of Homeland Security. So when your report there says DHS memos went to Rolling Stone, that's actually Coast Guard information coming up through DHS and then somehow magically finding its way to gracing the pages of Rolling Stone, which then the Coast Guard the very next day came out and pushed as well and said publicly, yes, we did detect noises. And so this is a story, by the way. And, and Betty, look, for, you know, take the Navy hat off for a second, put the media hat back on. There's only one story that drives the news every day. There's one. It could be Trump getting arrested. It could be the indictment. It could be um, a, a, a I-95 collapse the other day, right, outside of Philadelphia, where I'm from, and you, and you were the other day. Um, the the idea that you're going to penetrate with more than one story, it's a joke. And so all these websites, Daily Mail, New York Post, they push things down. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not on TikTok myself, but I've been reliably informed by my Zoomer um, intelligence agents that uh, TikTok has been wall to wall, nothing but mini sub, Titanic, et cetera, all week. It's the only thing that you can find on TikTok is more stories about the sub, what could happen to the sub, how could this have happened, et cetera, et cetera. So anything else that would have come this week, uh, Hunter Biden, the plea deal, the informant, the whistleblowers, all of this, it's been totally uh, pun intended, not intended, I don't know, blown out of the water by this story of the submarine or submersible, actually, because it's not, um, not self-propelled. So the idea that uh the white house right and so this is my inference and this is what I, this is what's so ridiculous that apparently you're not allowed to ask questions about what the government is doing especially an, an administration that has publicly admitted that they take cues from the west wing and aaron sorkin and we've caught them doing this multiple times um over on human events with you know various scripts that they pulled together certainly with ukraine and we know that they play the media. We pl we know they play the media cycle. Uh, ben Rhodes, when he was in the Obama administration, once famously said to the New York Times that many of the reporters that we work with on a regular basis are 25, 26 years old. They have no experience in the outside world on issues like foreign policy issues. Like he was talking about the Iran deal at the time, but he said they have no they have no experience, so they just take whatever we say and they repeat it. So whenever we tell them something, their only experience is being around a campaign for like a year or two, maybe once around the campaign trail, and they have no idea what the underlying background is so when you're taking something like this would these reporters have even known to ask about the sosis array would they have been known to ask about how mobile surveillance or toad array sur uh, surveillance of um sonar arrays actually work active sonar passive sonar etc cetera, etc cetera. The, the basic stuff that anyone even like again i'm not a submariner but i've done a little bit of sub stuff and i know a lot of the basics that of systems that we have and assets that are in the area to to his credit Congressman Dan Crenshaw, um, himself a, a Navy officer, Navy SEAL, so again, not a submariner, but someone who understands a, a lot about that world, was asking questions and was very vocal. Why was the U.S. government blocking the use of the Magellan system? Why was the Magellan system not put into use? It can travel down to 6,000 meters. Uh, that's about, what, uh, 18,000 feet. Why was this? Not, why was it blocked? They said that it was ready to go, didn't let it go. The French were there. Right. <laughs> the French were allowed to right. come in. But, you know, the Magellan system, not so much. We now know, Benny, it looks like they were playing politics. And the logical inference right, that we're making by stringing all this together is that they knew 
right? And, this, and of course, I'm making an assertion. I'm making an assessment. I'm analyzing the situation and looking at the White House's PR strategy to say that it looks like they were playing politics because they knew, they certainly would have known that there was bad news coming on Hunter Biden this week. And it seems like uh, they had all the incentive in the world to make the entire country focused on the shiny object out there at the bottom of the sea rather than let people know what was coming about the president's own son. I am making this logical inference. And again, you know, I'm being told on Twitter all day. I've been telling uh, Newsweek's very upset with me. How dare you? How dare you ask questions about what your government is doing? How dare you be skeptical of things? Don't you know the same the same people that three years ago were telling me there's no way that a virus could have leaked out of a lab in China. And it definitely wasn't modified in that in that lab in China in any possible way. The crazy Jack Posobiec is saying things like that. When you ask questions about the Hunter Biden laptop, which we later find out that actually the FBI had already verified one year prior to us bringing it up on War Room and the New York Post putting it out. And then, of course, questions about vaccines, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, any COVID measures at all, you're not allowed to question, if any. We aren't allowed to ask questions anymore. How dare you just go by, uh, go down to Safeway, go buy a couple more rolls of tinfoil, I guess. Hmm. So we put up the tweet here. We haven't put up a Dan Crenshaw tweet in a very long time, Jack. Hey, but I have doing, Jack and Dan doing. Crenshaw agreeing on something. You're talking two very different wings of the party. You have Crenshaw here. Both Crenshaw and Jack have military experiences. Uh, both of them understand the military systems and their operations and their capacities very well, better than I. And both of these guys are saying, what the hell is going on? Why isn't America at this crash site right now. And uh, Crenshaw has been going off on Twitter for days now saying, wait a second, we could have been out there in an hour. And more importantly, we know exactly where this sub was. We knew exactly where this thing was. Do you think this is, by the way, the Titanic doesn't exist like in Antarctica or in England. It exists off the coast of Massachusetts. Like right. uh, the, the Titanic is, is the crash of the Titanic is pretty close to the American shoreline. And it's also Jack not is, mobile. You're right. That's right. So we knew where they were. Go anywhere. Right. So I guess th this ultimately uh, is is my question for you, Jack. Why? If you're on the same side as Dan Crenshaw here, something's horribly wrong. And this is not against you or Dan. I'm just saying, like, if you both are able to see the same thing clearly, something has gone awfully wrong here. So why? Why keep this information from the American public? You could have ended this news cycle on Sunday evening saying, ah, there was a big ex there was a big implosion and these guys are gone. And best of luck. Why torture the family? Why torture the children? Why torture the news cycle? You know, and and this is one of those stories as well, where in in I'll just you know not to not to blow up my uh, my own family members here, but in the family chat, right? Uh, it's like all the women in my life are just suddenly asking, "Hey, what's up with the sub? What's going on? Are those guys going to be okay? Are they going to be all right?" Um, I guess hosted for Timcast the other night, and you know you're putting together stories, and of course our main focus of was Hunter Biden, all of the revelations. But in that two-hour show, I said, "Let you know, let's throw a segment on the sub just because it's such a big story." And at the time, and I said before, I 
thought about this and I said, well, if the Navy isn't saying anything and the Navy hasn't come forward and said, yes, we found this information. And by the way, of course, the president has the ability to declassify that information if he wants to, especially for obvious humanitarian reasons in this situation. Uh, I think there's a very clear public interest in wanting to declassify that information. So I see people, you know, pretending that the government is like some Tom Clancy novel. The secret agents are going to save us. No, no, it's not like that. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I was being cynical enough, Benny. I, I actually realized that I wasn't being cynical enough to believe that the U.S. government would sit on information like this. And by the way, if you're someone who is sitting there as as a working reporter, if you're one of these White House correspondents that goes in day in, day out, you really have to ask the question, why didn't Jack Kirby say anything? Why did why did Jack Kirby say our thoughts and prayers are with the worried families when he already knew in the back of his mind because of James Cameron? Okay, James Cameron, who obviously a very famous undersea explorer, in addition to being the director of Titanic, Avatar, lesser known Avatar 2, but also Terminator 2. So I'll give him credit. Um, And The Abyss, which is an undersea movie, um, who is is credited with having the deepest dive on record. Um, Challenger Deep, which he traversed out of uh, out of Naval Station Guam about a year before I was stationed at Naval Station Guam. Uh, for uh, Pacific operations, East East Asia operations, that he called this a nightmarish charade, right? James Cameron called it a nightmarish charade. He said, why am I turning on the news every single day when he could pick up the phone? This is a small community. Okay, it's a very small community of people that are involved in deep sea exploration. And he said that he knew within hours on Monday morning that there had been a detection on the sonar array that something had come up so people knew. OceanGate probably knew as well, by the way, which is a completely separate discussion from all of this. So, I mean, I get the idea that you want that you want to hold out hope. You want to believe that there's a possibility, you know, hope without hope that maybe there was an explosion and, uh, you know, the cylinder was still intact. Sure, fine. But why not put that information out? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people who had a lot of incentives to keep that information quiet. I don't think it was, you know, some orchestrated situation where Biden is like planting depth charges on it or something, or Hunter is like swimming up with this, you know, using his crack pipe, like a periscope or like a snorkel or something. Oh dad, it's okay. I can still breathe. I got, I'm still getting my crack. I got him in Nord Stream. (laughs) I can get him here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the, why didn't they send out the Odessa diving club to go and, and Vladimir Zelensky with his boys to go out and, and take a look at this. No, Benny, I, I think that a lot of people cynically use this story as a cover for, look, and I'll just say how it works in DC. They call it, they call it a a, um, a bad news dump cycle. And what I mean, what I mean to say is, if there's a, a catastrophe going on, if there is a tragedy, if there is some national story or international story in this case um, that is taking up the news cycle, that's when you want to dump all your bad news. This is a time honored PR practice in Washington DC that is used on both sides of the aisle. Okay, on both sides of the aisle where if there is something going on that is an absolute disaster, um, sometimes we used to call them uh, Big News Fridays, right? Big News Friday is another example of this where people are checked out, they're leaving work, they're getting into, you know, weekend events. You know, I got buddies that already drove down to shore for this weekend. You know, they're, they're unplugged, right? They're not looking at this. They're going to the beach with their families. That's when you drop any negative stories that you have to get in front of. It's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, you know, that whole thing with my, okay, my son's taking a plea deal with federal charges, but, you know, it's, you know, it's, 
it's whatever. It's a Steve. He just lied to the ATF a little bit. You know, you know, if you or I did that, we'd get the same deal. I'm sure um, that that is how this was cynically used. And this has been and I'm, and what I'm here to say is that Biden's not the only one who operates like this. This is a very common thing in politics. It's a common thing in D.C. And quite frankly, I would be surprised if he didn't do it. But what is really surprising is the fact that we now know. Okay, the president or at least the administration had this information, chose to not declassify it, which obviously he's allowed to because that's sort of uh, President Trump's entire defense. And obviously the president can declassify whatever he wants, whenever he wants to. Why did he choose not to declassify? Why didn't you declassify the file, President Biden? Why, why, why? Mm, Yes, it seems particularly cruel. It seems cruel to the families. You knew the fate of these men uh, and on Sunday. And you tortured people for five days. And why? And so I think the answer is pretty clear. We weren't, Jack, we weren't thank you. Enough, so- Benny. We weren't. <laughs> we've, we've, we've reached new lows. Lower even than the Titanic, apparently. Mm. Thank you, Jack, uh, for your clarity on this and also for your expertise and also for looking and just being a skeptic. It's okay to be a skeptic. You're never wrong if you're a skeptic. Skepticism is necessary, and that's why you have to follow Jack on Twitter. Here is his Twitter account. 2.1 million people can't be wrong. Go follow Jack right now. And also, of course, follow his writing at uh, the Post Millennial and Human Events. Thank you, Jack, for being on the program. Appreciate it, Benny. See you in West Palm. See you. No big deal, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to let you go into the weekend knowing that if you, uh, you know, explode somewhere uh, with your family, uh, that the government will potentially use that in order to rig the news cycle so that their crimes are not uncovered. Okay, just don't don't worry about that. The government will totally allow that to carry on as long as possible and even plant stories about you tapping just to get just to get a few extra gasps out of the Hunter Biden crime cover up, man. Man, we cannot leave you with that story. No, we cannot. We cannot. We must not. We will leave you instead with a Bible verse, as we always do on the show. Sort of a palate cleanser for some of the evil that we cover on the program. And man, this has been one hell of a dark show. Proverbs, come on, baby. Give me some hope. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ladies and gentlemen. I've been uh, I've been uh, 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 on a, a bit of a tear recently and gone out uh, a lot uh, to film and been doing some pretty late nights here in the studio. And yesterday uh, with my kids, you know, I had like essentially one day with my kids this week. And man, I'll tell you what, having kids really shows you the relationship between you and God. It really shows you. Your pain and your overcoming of pain and your overcoming of suffering, your overcoming of some of the bad or good things that happened to you, the joy that is pent up inside of a parent to see you overcome things, to see you charge through, to see you stand upright and be victorious, it is wonderful. It is what God wants for us. I watch my little girls. I have a toddler. I watch her fall down, go boom. I watch her make mistakes. I watch her get hurt sometimes. And I watch her get back up and walk forward, not be uh, disgraced, uh, demoralized, uh, and not give up hope. And uh, that is a metaphor for the relationship that we have with God. 
God wants us to charge through tough times, to stand upright, to get back up, dust ourselves off, and keep moving forward. On to victory, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we're about on this program. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Have a blessed weekend. See ya.